that mean I win the contest tonight? What contest? <laughs> the one that's going on right the now. The one? <laughs> I thought, can, can we see that again? Can we get a replay? I love it. That's my stealth car. Oh, you're entering the car contest now. I don't think I'm allowed. Unfortunately, it's a truck contest, yes. so you're disqualified. Yep. But thank you for trying. <laughs> you know, um, there's a lot of intensity here tonight. Uh, <laughs> this is the final week of the truck showdown. And, um, you know, we've had a lot of fun. I, I found out that... Um, the grandsons are pretty aggressive. <laughs> They're very competitive. Yeah, in fact, yeah. I pulled out of the race on last Sunday. <laughs> it got a little too... Did you too, really? No. They weren't being social? It got a little too heated. <laughs> it's really fun. But uh, we've learned some good science. We, we now all use fuses. Yes. We use the correct size of wire. We understand volts and amps and all those good things. But before we can talk about that, I have to give a little shout out tonight to someone that's joining us. Happens to be one of my mentors, uh, Mr. Don Arthur. Really? Yeah, you, they were talking about how Henry Ford was inspired by Thomas Edison. Well, mm -hmm. I was inspired by Don Arthur. Hi, Don. Mm -hmm. It's good to have you with it. Don is a internationally famous magician. Uh, when he was in the early years of his career, he distinguished himself touring all over the world, winning contests, performing for a lot of audiences. And finally, he was recognized by receiving a baton, a magic wand, from a person who had really distinguished himself in science. I'm going to let you tell that story. Oh, dear. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. So the magic wand... Uh -huh was from yes. um, the great jester. Yes. Yes. And the great jester was a great magician. Mm -hmm. And he's been saving and saving and saving that one until he met just the right person. Wh story. Who did jester get it from? Well, Blackstone. And then Don Arthur got the title from Blackstone. Blackstone is one of the big names in magic. He was a contemporary of Harry Houdini. There was actually a Blackstone senior and junior, but mm -hmm. they were very, very successful. And Blackstone gave the title to, to Don Arthur of the doer of wonders because his magic was wonderful, and mm -hmm. so he did wonders. And I had the privilege of meeting Don at uh, the International Convention of Magicians in uh, Florida a few years ago. And he and I became very, very close friends. And he took it upon himself to help me learn some of his magic skills. He trained me and he trained some of my helpers and, and we're very grateful to him. But eventually, uh, Don uh, decided that uh, some of the things we're doing with Acellus and with hydrogen and other things are wonders. I was hoping that he would uh, be very, very impressed with my magic. <laughs> and he was. And he was. And he let but me know that. <laughs> he passed on 
this magic wand that he received. It's a gold wand mm -hmm. from a jester and bestowed upon me the title of the doer of wonders. It's inscribed on that. It's inscribed on it, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Don is with us tonight. And Don, it's good to have you here. Uh, but in telling me that he was going to join us tonight, he also challenged me. He told me that uh, there's something he's been wanting to know about science for a long time. Really? <laughs> and I said, well, well, what is it? And he says, what actually creates thunder? And uh, you know, that's a, that's a good question. I've been told so many different things about where thunder comes from. And so I promised him that I would talk about what causes thunder. So before we get into the thunderous competition, <laughs> I would like to take just a minute to uh, do a shout out to my wonderful mentor, Don Arthur, and thunder. There is a, <clears throat> a concoction, a powder, that is put together with saltpeter and a few chemicals. And when you light this powder, it burns. It burns quite fast. And you should be Psh! And it's called black powder or gunpowder. And interesting about black powder is if, if you draw a little pile of it out on the concrete, light it with a match, it psh, burns up fast. But if you wrap it up in a cardboard tube and make it really tight so that it can't uh, escape the pressure that builds up, then when you light it, it ignites and the pressure builds up inside that little cardboard tube until it gets so, so great, it finally breaks the cardboard open and you hear an explosion. We call it a firecracker. So a firecracker is the same thing as just gunpowder burning, but it's enclosed, it's held under pressure and it builds up until it finally can explode. And that is exactly the same principle of thunder. When uh, an elect electric charge builds up in a cloud, there's a difference and, and it's caused by static electricity of the air molecules rubbing against each other in, in the stormy winds of the cloud. And it builds up the charge until the charge becomes great enough that it's able to jump from the cloud down to the earth. And that's, of course, lightning. And it's interesting, lightning strikes down and then it goes back up and with a camera. We've talked about lightning before. But lightning shoots so fast and with so much power, a tremendous amount of electricity, that it, it heats up the air to like 2,700 degrees oh. centigrade. And it just explodes the air like the firecracker does. It explodes so fast that it creates a shock wave. And that shock wave is the thunder that we hear. So it's really a bolt of electricity releasing so much energy that it heats the air up so fast that it expands in an explosive fashion. And some people say it's the air crushing back down, but actually it's the air exploding out. And you hear thunder roll because the lightning bolt is shooting sometimes a long distance away from you. And the further away it gets, the longer it takes for the sound to travel to you. And that's why it sounds like it's rolling. It's really uh, all created at the same time, but 
sound travels at the speed of sound, which is about just a little bit faster than an airliner, and it takes a little while for it to travel to where you are. That's really neat. Yeah. Now, if we'd apply a little science to that, we could do some interesting things. How fast does sound travel? If we knew that, and if we had a way to tell when the lightning strikes, we could actually figure out how far it is by how long it takes for the sound to get to us. Well, fortunately, we do have a way to tell when lightning strikes because we can see the light. We can see the flash of lightning. And light travels very fast. It, in fact, it goes 186,000 miles an hour, which if you break that down, do the math, it's about 51 miles per second. So that means when you see a flash of lightning, almost instantaneously, it reaches your eye and you can see it. The sound, though, from the thunder has to travel at the speed of sound, which is much, much slower than 186,000 miles per second. In fact, sound travels at about one-fifth or 20% of a mile per second. In other words, it takes five seconds for sound to travel one mile. That's just kind of hobbling along, isn't it? And, and if you measure that in miles per hour, it's, it's a little over 700 miles an hour. So, and airlines usually travel about 680 miles an hour. So, and by the way, speed of sound is called Mach, right? So if you go Mach 1, you're going the speed of sound. That's what thunder travels at. So if we can know instantly when there was lightning, and then we start timing it, we could, by measuring the delay of when the sound gets to us, we could calculate exactly how far thunderstorm is away. And a lot of people learn how to do this out of scout camp. You see the lightning count, one, thousand, two, thousand, three. So you count off the seconds. And if it takes five seconds to hear the thunder, then the storm is one mile away. And if it takes 10 seconds, it's two miles away. So you can calculate the distance. And that's kind of important when you're seeing lightning strikes because lightning can be very dangerous. And if the lightning flashes and the sound immediately arrives, then that storm's really close. And boy, you better run for cover because it can be very dangerous. No, I'm not going to say it. Okay. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. I, it, I, okay, I'm going to say it. Oh. But, you know, just remember, you're starting this. I, I once was heard to say, well, Dr. Peget started this. She said, uh, I heard that if you get struck by lightning, that likely you'll get struck again. Uh-huh, I heard that. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> and so I came up with my own saying, and it's a little controversial. <laughs> but I said, if you get struck by lightning, you should seriously consider changing churches. <laughs> See, that's, that's not good, is it? Anyway, I, 
<laughs> I'll think about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if if after you get struck by lightning, if it chases you. So I, it might I, be a sign. I'm not buying saying? into okay. that yet. So moving right along, <laughs> I, I wanted to get into uh, our thing. We, we've learned a lot of science and engineering by yeah. preparing these trucks. And we have a very dedicated group of young men that have worked very hard <laughs> to show that uh, they love their trucks. And I would like to now have an opportunity to introduce them and give them a chance to explain why, when you vote tonight, you should vote for their truck. Shall we start with Samuel? Now, let's save Samuel. <laughs> let's save him. Let's start with Titus. Okay, let's roll Titus. So my name is Titus. This is my Dodge Ram. She's a 1500. She's really fun in the mud, I have to tell you. Um, I put a new grill in her. She's got this fun Ram logo and stuff. I love these accent lights and stuff. Put these accent halos in it as well. If you come to the center of the cab, inside, underneath, Inside, I have all my cameras. <laughs> Under here. Sometimes you never know when a picture's opportunity comes up. In the back seat, I keep a pair of work boots because once again, you never know when opportunity strikes and you might need to jump in the mud. <laughs> and then my favorite part, inside the toolbox. So inside the toolbox, once again, whenever opportunity strikes, you wanna be prepared. So I have a nice set of logs so that we can build a fire. I have two tackle boxes, because opportunity. A nice stool, a fishing pole, a sledgehammer, and what else you might find. And that's my truck. She's really fun. I learned that inside the fuse box, there are some fuses that come on once the truck is on, and um, some that are on all the time. If you tap into the wires that are on all the time, it will kill your battery if your accent lights are on 24 hours a day, if you're not driving the truck all the time. So you should definitely vote for my truck. She's this fun silver color. And yeah. <laughs> all right, so there's a side story, isn't there? The, did you see the cameras? Yes. Uh, you should know that Titus is an IST student, but yep. he also is one of the guys that films the Sauls courses. Mm -hmm. So if you think they're very, very well filmed, well, then you should definitely vote for his truck. Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, that was really great, wasn't it? Was. It was. I, um, I wonder if you figured out why he calls it a, a she. she. Yeah. I was yeah. trying to go there. We better not go there. Okay. <laughs> Well, let's see. Who should we try next? How about uh, Jared? Yeah. Jared, okay. Whoa. That was short, wasn't it? <laughs> Black Beauty. So, we got this truck in September, so it's relatively new. Um, one of the first things I wanted to do was change out the tires. The stock tires down to a 17-inch. It's the smallest you can go. And then we also brought the rubber up just ever so slightly bigger. We also removed the um, OEM chrome and put on a beautiful American flag. Show off that Hemi, we've got a um, 5.7 liter. So it packs a punch, it's a big engine. Um, the other thing I want to point out here, 
the back, we swapped out the brake lights. The OEM is not my style specifically, so I brought in the black again. Um, another thing is this tri-ball hitch. The D-shackle allows you to have a center pull, so when you're pulling someone out, because that happens occasionally, it's nice to be able to just throw your straps on, pull them straight out. Um, on the interior, we talked about a remote start. That is just beautiful. In wintertime, you can start it up. Granted, I haven't had winter yet, but you can start it up from your room, starts heating up. This also comes with the leather seats. So inside here, we've got the leather in here, some beautiful camo um, floor mats. And we also have heated seats as well. So again, wintertime, I'm really looking forward to that. I've learned a lot about the difference in tire size. Um, they use a lot of different um, metrics. So when we're talking about the tire itself, rather than just be a cut and dry 33 inch, it's actually in millimeters. So when you're looking at the tire size, it's important that you actually are taking everything into consideration to make sure that your truck can actually run the tire. Um, also learned a lot when you're hooking up the off-road lights, um, which I realized we didn't actually talk about. When you're hooking up the lights, you do want to make sure that you are having harnesses and everything that's set up is pulling you know, the right amount of power that you're not going to overload the system there. Man, I completely forgot about the winch. So yeah, there's the winch and the off-road lights here in the front. Can we do a retake of the whole thing? Okay, so um, we also added a winch here in the front. Um, it's a hidden winch. And the way that we added it was by um, actually adding it onto the frame. So we took a regular winch mounting bracket and then modified that bracket, drilled some holes, and we put it on the frame behind the bumper. So the winch is in here. You can't see it real well here, um, but then we added these off-road lights, each of these have 6,000 lumens. So those actually fill up the area pretty well. And then we also threw on this bull bar. This helps protect against any little obstacles coming your way. I mean, if you hit a tree, you're, you're gonna have damage, but hitting some small brush, it, it protects the vehicle pretty well. So you may ask yourselves why you should vote for this truck. Um, if you're asking that question, you probably haven't seen it. So if you see the truck, Really, it, it tells you pretty clearly that it, it's just a beautiful piece of machinery. It's, it's young in miles, so it's got a lot of ways to go. But the bull bar, the winch, the lights, the off-road tires, step bars, it's, it's ready to go. <laughs>
off-road lights here, the light bar on this side, the back, and the other side. They're 52-inch light bars. And we've got a black solid steel off-road bumper with another D-shackle for pulling people out in the back. During this experience, I learned what relays are and how to calculate you know, the amp draw and everything, as well as to make sure all my wires are rated for the right rated high enough for the draw that they have. I also learned how to install a roof rack on a roof using <laughs> rivet nuts, which are actually very cool. So why should you vote for this truck? Well, it's got almost 35 inch tires, 34 point something inches. It's got more horsepower than any other truck except for the Raptor. It's got bigger tires than any other truck except for the Raptor. And it's got more light than any other truck except for the Raptor. <laughs> it's just the most amazing truck. If you look at it, it's beautiful, dark blue, it's waxed and everything, which I'm not sure anyone else got this waxed, but. Boy, this is gonna be a hard decision, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is. Yeah, so Zach is an IST student also, but he is very interested in finance and he works as part of our accounting team. So he's kind of into money. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps track of the money. Okay, okay so who's next? Shall we bring up uh, Lehigh? Yeah, yeah Lehigh would be good. Hi, I'm Lehigh, and this is a Hummer H3. Hummer H3s are known worldwide, nationwide, for their off-road capabilities. They're pretty much the top of their class in that regard. This particular H3 has a lot of specific features and things about it that stand out even from regular H3s. Um, one thing is the color. You know, the color I'm sure stands out to you. If you want people to remember who you are, if you show up in a yellow Hummer, they may not know your name, but they know you're the guy that drove the yellow Hummer and they don't forget <laughs> it. Stands out pretty well. Up on the roof, you can see that I have several lights up here that really light everything up well. I've got lights on the side. I also have one on the back that we'll look at in a second. But this one right in front, this black light, that's actually a spotlight and it's remote controlled. So I have just a little control in my hand and I can control that when I need to go pull someone out because they're stuck in the snow or the mud, then I, I have a wench that I go pull people out with, but it's really nice to be able to see when you're pulling people out, especially if you're at night in a snowstorm. And so I can use that light, I can have the remote with me and wherever I'm going, I can have light. Like I said, I have a light bar on the back. I have a 20 inch light bar. So especially when I'm pulling people out or I'm working with a trailer, then I can light everything up where I'm working. Another thing that's pretty cool and pretty unique to Hummers is that the back cargo hold in here, first off, the entire interior of the cargo hold is cleanable. So it's either rubber on the bottom or it's hard plastic. You can wipe everything down. It's essentially like having a truck bed, but you don't have the rain ruining your stuff. So. Um, also, one thing I've added, I have a rack in here that you can see I have tools and things mounted on, but it also specifically so that when I'm hauling a German Shepherd, then they can be in there without going up into the seats and they can stay back in this area. Now, also on H3s, there's a couple compartments in the back. I've got a compartment here and here as well as on the back door. I have all kinds of tools and things in there. I've got an air compressor in it, so if 
someone's got a flat tire, I can pump it up. Now on the back here, this is an antenna and it is not for the radio. The antenna back here is actually for a CB radio, which if you look at semis and things that you pass, they often have a similar antenna and that can be used to contact people. There's even an emergency band. If you're in an emergency and you don't have cell signal, you can still reach with that radio. And so that's something that a lot of off-roaders like to have just as a safety as well as talking to people who are also out there. On the inside, I have three switches on this side. They're little silver switches and those control my lights on the roof rack. So I have one switch for the front, one that does both sides, and then one that does the backlight. So I don't need to have all the lights on. I can just have the ones that I need or I can do them all as well. Something with this wench, I didn't really like the controller that they sent with it. You had to come out and you had to plug into it and run it. And it seemed to have a lot of issues as far as it didn't work when I needed it. So I've added a switch inside the cab so that when I need to run the wench, I just have a little toggle switch and it seems to be much more reliable so that when I need the wench, it does work and I'm not stuck in a snowstorm. So a couple things I've learned um, putting all these lights and things on there. One thing is with the relays, the relays and the fuses on the, when you look under the hood on my Hummer, then all of those lights and everything come into a relay box, which then goes into a fuse box. So they're both fused and they go through relays. That way I can get the power I need while also being safe because I have the fuse to shut it off if needed. So why should you vote for this particular vehicle? There's a lot of different reasons. Um, the One of them being it's yellow. Who, who drives a yellow vehicle? There's not very many of them that you see. Also, if you get stuck, who do you want showing up? Do you want the guy who doesn't have a winch? Do you want the guy that doesn't have a spotlight? Or do you want the one that has both and can actually pull you out and you can get home safely? So definitely should be voting for the Hummer. Are you noticing everybody's pulling people out? <laughs> yeah, I was noticing that. It's been kind of a hobby of mine for a long time of uh, going out hunting when we get a big snowstorm and pulling people out of the snow. It's the, on that day, the tow trucks are very, very busy, so you might wait hours for them. So I would always go on patrol, and now you can see I've got a lot of help. <laughs> All right, I think we're ready for Sam now. Sam, let her rip. Hi, my name is Sam, and this is the Blue Legend. So we recently put this new bed liner coat on, which is really good when you're off-roading. It helps protect the body of the truck. So this here is an electric blue, and then we've got the matte black finish to go with the tires and just tie the truck together really nice. Back here, we have very solid roll bar with four lights. These are each 89 watts, so not quite like ours but you know it's getting there and the roll bar here is secured in the back to give it extra stability you can see it has the original dealer tag from the dealer it was originally bought from. that just tells you i mean 25 years ago and it's still there and it survived the paint job too so here on the back of course we've got our american flag decal and if you look right down here sonoma which of course is the kind of truck it is so inside this right here is the running lights on the roll bar, and then these are the main bright lights on the roll bar as well. So right up here we have the plow, and as you can see this is also painted a nice color blue, 
we have this deflector right here so it deflects the snow so sometimes especially here in Missouri I know some states they get more but we'll get you know we'll get a couple feet of snow sometimes and being able to plow your driveway makes a big difference and I like doing other people's too it's fun but then you have these side arms here so as you're pushing the snow instead of it all going off the sides it kind of pushes it forward and that enables you to do big parking lots a lot better so why don't I fire on the truck and show you how it works So I learned a lot during this process. First off, we, we took on painting the whole truck, which is a lot of masking, a lot of sanding. If you saw in the picture before, we had some really bad rust spots, so we ground those down really good. And we actually filled it with some foam, spray foam that expands, and then you cut that off, and then we covered it with a layer of Bondo, sanded it down, that gave it a nice flat finish. I'd say the other big thing I learned is on the electrical. R showed those relays and when I got my relays, I'm so so with the voltmeter, I'm still learning more, but I learned you gotta really know what you're hooking up before you hook it up or else it, it doesn't work. I feel like I know a lot more what I'm doing. So, Why should you vote for this truck? Well, it's blue. I mean, it's the blue legend, that's why. I mean, the lights are bright, the plow's awesome, but it's just blue. Okay, well I'd vote for that one. It's your one. favorite color, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's great. It's Celis Blue. It is. <laughs> okay, I think we're ready for Enos. Is everybody ready it's for Enos? Last one. Yeah, Here Enos we go. And you. Hi, my name's Enos, and this is my 2017 Rubicon. Now, I started with the Rubicon, and for those of you who don't know, this is not just a Jeep Wrangler, this is a Rubicon. The Rubicon's actually named after a famous off-road trail in California. This puppy comes stock with Dana 44 locking axles. I can actually lock these axles from the inside of my truck so they all spin together. And it also has an electronic disconnect sway bar built into the system so when I'm on the trail, I don't have to get out and disconnect that. I can do that with a push of the button. Now I started with that, but I added a lot here. First of all, I added these solid steel bumpers. There's a bumper on the front and the back. With that, I put on a 13,000 pound winch. This could probably pull out two of these Jeeps. So I don't ever have a problem getting stuck. I can always pull myself off. I also added external lighting. I put a 50 inch double row light bar here. And with the touch of the button from the cab, I instantly light up the night. When changing my wheels here, I decided to go with a 33-inch Falcon Wild Peak tire. These things are made for the off-roading, but they're also quiet when you drive. And as anyone who's driven a Jeep before knows, this puppy is loud when you have the top off. So these wheels are quiet, but handle off-roading very well. Along with that, I chose a 17-inch DX4 rim with an offset. So now I've spread my tires out and it allows me to very easily run these off-road and on the street. I also added a roof rack. So anything that doesn't fit in the back of this Jeep, I can simply strap up here at the top. This gets really useful. If I have something dirty, I just throw it up there. No need for a truck bed. I also added a gigantic steel bumper to the back. So if anyone rear ends me, if you, I back into anything, I have no problem. 
With that, I actually got D-loop connects here. So I can pull anybody out from the front or the back, whatever situation I get in, it's available. Well, I learned a lot about electrical when you're running wires and things. You have to learn to make sure you have the proper wiring going through. Especially as I was putting in this light bar, I had to go in and make sure I was calculating to use the right gauge of wire. I actually learned all about that on Science Live last week. I also learned a lot about how cars are put together. I had to pull off the existing bumpers here and bolt the steel bars right to the chassis. And it actually taught me a lot as I was pulling this apart and putting it back together, a lot about how the car itself is actually constructed. So why should you vote for this car? Well, number one, it's a Jeep. Number two, it's a Rubicon. And number three, I don't have a number three. <laughs> you know, it's really fun to live passionately with passionate people. It is. Yeah. It is. I need to be sure and point out something. Off-road lights are for off-road. Uh, you don't want to use those on the road. Some of them are so bright that they make it very hard for an oncoming car. And most states, they're illegal to drive on the highway. So when you're on the highway, leave them off. But when you're off the highway, they're sure nice. <laughs> and if you're out pulling people out of the snowstorm, they're really helpful. Yeah. Well, that's quite a bunch. Um, at this point, I was going to show you the, uh, uh, the, the Raptor, but since I pulled out Sunday. I don't think you get to do that. <laughs> do you? I don't get to? No. Did you enter your white Peugeot car? Was I allowed to? Sure. Sure, now, now I get permission. Wouldn't be too late, go ahead. <laughs> well, we, we learned a lot. There was a lot of engineering and science, and uh, I hope that a lot of people realize that you can do things like this. It's fascinating that Henry Ford started out making a car for himself. And that's kind of what we're doing. It'll be interesting in 100 years to see where we go with these. It will be. Yeah, it really will be. So uh, do you want to see how the Raptor turned out? I absolutely do. Yeah. All right, well, we've got just a little clip. I didn't have a real handsome guy to sit here and talk about it, so I'm just going to let the truck speak for itself. <laughs> Is that putting you? Okay.
Actually, that's not the point. No, this truck was made for nighttime. <laughs> Would you like to see it at night? Yes. Okay, roll it at night. There we go. In this truck, there is no darkness. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I sure need to hand out sunglasses. <laughs> it's really been a lot of fun, and I, I think it's exciting to see what we can do with technology. But there is another motive that I had in this whole project. Uh, these guys were driving these ragtag trucks around town. And so we threw them a challenge. We did. And they rose up. These, these trucks really spiffed up in the last two weeks, especially Sam's. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We did have rest. When uh, we saw those different things happen, we were really impressed. The thing that really impressed me was when Sam got his truck to start. <laughs> that, was, that was really impressive. No, but actually, uh, there is something really to be said about that. In life, if you're going to do it, do it with gusto. I mean, that's what really makes life worthwhile. If you're going to do a sell us, do it with gusto. Do it to win. We received a, a message tonight from a, a student, uh, a lady student that got a little teeny bit of a lower score on an exam in one of her classes, and she had a 4.0 GPA. Mm-hmm. And now she's fighting very hard to get that GPA back up. Yeah. And uh, she's asking, so do you have any ideas on what else I can do? And I realized that in, in Acellus Academy, we have set it up so that you can take an, an exam, and then you can recover you can do exam recovery. And the whole idea is if you can leave the course with more knowledge, well then we've achieved our goal. And so there are a lot of things you can do to review the problems you missed and to get better at it and and I think it's really exciting. If you're going to study, study with gusto. If you're going to do trucks, do trucks with gusto. (laughs) Live life with gusto. It makes everything worthwhile. We're out of time. But uh, I'd like to thank the grandsons for jumping in. Like You're going to enjoy these trucks now. <laughs> yeah, I think you really are. And I am so proud of you. You're an amazing bunch. It's fun to have all of them involved at uh, IST. Yeah. By the way, for anyone that doesn't know what IST is, which is the university that we created that created Acellus, check out science.edu because you ought to know about it. And 
Till next time, steady heart.